1: The Greg Kelly Show. Well, the last Friday before before the end of the year. This is the last Friday, right, of 2023. Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, I love it. I love this week. This is my... It's just a great week, right? It's like the... It's so hazy. There's really... It's just... Uh, I don't know. It feels like... By the way, nobody knows what date it is. I know it's the last Friday, but what date is it? It seems like it's the longest year of the week in the best way. It's this hazy, murky, I don't know when it's ever going to end. I just, I love it. I love it. I just feel so ah, relaxed. And uh, Now, the only problem is January 1st comes on Monday. Now, that means there's going to be a hell of a lot of pressure for everybody to be back in the office on Tuesday, January 2nd. Usually, we get a – I mean, ideally – let's see here. What would be the ideal situation? The ideal situation is January 1st is on a Thursday, right? And everybody blows off. Or actually, even better yet, Wednesday, right? Because no one's (laughs) – I mean – it just that week is shot, right? That that the and then the weekend, and you add it to. But I think this is possibly the worst case scenario. Or mm, then if it was on a Saturday, I don't know. I just would like a little bit more time. I think that January is January second, a holiday. I don't know. Sometimes no, no, it's back to work day. Didn't we used to get New Year's Day? And it's not just January first. I guess it is. Well, anyway. Uh, in the meantime, I am just floating. And I love it. And I went to the country. I went to see horses. My wife and two children. We went to, uh, where the hell did we go? Someplace in Virginia where they had horses. And I got to see my three year old on a pony. That was very nice. You know how much they charge to put a three year old on a pony? <laughs> that was not very nice. And everywhere you go, it says uh, gratuity, gratuity, gratuity. I mean, I, I I like to tip, but I don't know. I just never thought of tipping the person who helped walk the pony around, but you can, I guess you tip everybody for everything and that's fine. It's Christmas. Um, What else? And it's new year's and the other thing. Oh yeah. The campaign against Trump that is backfiring spectacularly on, on Democrats everywhere. Even they know they've gone way too far with this kick Trump off the ballot. It's not working. It's not going to work. The Supreme court's going to slap them so hard. There's like a one in a thousand chance. That Brett Kavanaugh wets his pants, and uh, but I think it's one in the thousand. Or is it one in nine? I don't know. Uh, but I think we're going to be okay. Trump is going to be on the ballot, all right? This is, And Nikki Haley is not going to be on the ballot. Now, you saw this thing where she's, she's trying to be all things to all people. Nikki Haley is the worst. Number one, she promised she never would run against Trump, and now she's running against Trump. She's a total and complete flip-flopper. Even little kids know that. Did you see the little kid who confronted her? It was beautiful. Little kid confronted her. And then this whole thing about slavery, she doesn't seem to understand that uh, she didn't want to say that the Civil War was fought over slavery because, well, you know, she's from South Carolina, and uh, I love South Carolina, but 20 years ago, and that's the kind of the world she grew up in when she was trying to impress everybody like, hey, I'm uh, I'm one of you guys. I'm a good old boy. <laughs> She really did a lot of that. So, twenty years ago, they got a little bit touchy about slavery, and the war is the Civil War was about a lot of other things. It was about mercantilism, and it was about uh, tariffs, and uh, no, it was about slavery. Let's see here, cut thirteen, please.
2: Well, don't come with an easy question or anything. I mean, I think the cause of the Civil War was basically how government was going to run. The freedoms and what people could and couldn't do. Government doesn't need to tell you how to live your life. They don't need to tell you what you can and can't do. They don't need to be a part of your life. They need to make sure that you have freedom. We need to have capitalism. We need to have economic freedom. Thank you. And in, in the year 2023, it's astonishing to me that you answer that question without mentioning the word slavery. What do you want me to say about slavery? No um uh,
1: you answered my question thank you We really clip these things up so there's not a drop of dead air the awkward pauses are the best the awkward cuz she's totally stumped by that some guy went there expecting I guess, who cares it was a democrat operative kind of uh, attempting to mm, screw her up and she got screwed up you got to handle that when you're running for president when you're running for governor when you're running for congress when you're running for city council When you're taking callers on an AM radio talk show, you got all kinds of people trying to set you up and trap you, and that's fine. They can do that. That doesn't mean you have to fall for it. She fell for it. Nikki Haley, what a whoo. All right. She ran against Trump, you know that, when she promised she wouldn't. And the whole thing about her silly job at the United Nations, it is kind of a silly job. Lots of prestige, no authority. Um, which is what a lot of swamp people, I mean, as long as you get prestige and business opportunities. She went to uh, this board and that board right after she gets out of the UN because, well, she was a hot commodity. A lot of people want uh, mm, diversity on their boards, and uh, she was uh, willing to play ball, made a lot of money. Did you see that house she bought in South Carolina? Oh, my gosh. She's got a two and a half million dollar house in South Carolina, and anywhere that's a lot of money, but in South Carolina, I mean, man. But she has zero taste. That place looked like Saddam Hussein's palace. It looked that bad, that garish, that that gauche. Now, even nine year old kids, rich, are owning uh, uh, Nikki Haley here. You got that yet, Nikki Haley? Uh, so, <laughs> all right, we'll get back to that. I want to. Oh. Well, right, here we go. Uh, this is, I think, in New Hampshire somewhere. Go ahead. I
2: wanted to ask you so, Chris Christie thinks that you're a flip flopper on the Donald Trump issue, issue. And honestly, I agree with him. You're basically the new John Kerry on the. <laughs> if you remember John Kerry from 2004.
1: And she just has to stand there and take it. She just has to stand there and take it, and everybody's laughing at her. You know, the, the, one of her problems is she can't command a big crowd. It really is uh, preferable. You know, you look kind of small taking questions from these these little groups. It's like she's running for PTA council president. I mean, that's I know in New Hampshire and Iowa, the voters, they say, want to reach out and touch their candidates. But, you know, uh, you're running for president of the United States. You should be able to draw a crowd. This helped Donald Trump, by the way, right? Big rallies all over the place in 2016 now and during his presidency. Think about it. Do you remember Donald Trump ever, in a small setting, taking questions from voters? Because you never know. Someone is going to say something stupid like that. And actually, it wasn't that stupid. That kid was pretty good. Um, it's, I don't think it's very presidential. But the thing is, these candidates, they have incredible egos. Chris Christie, he just loves it. Next question. Ask me another question. I can't believe this. It doesn't matter if it's 50 people or 5,000 people. Well, for Chris Christie, it's about 15 people. And Nikki Haley, it's about 25 people. But that's fine. They're getting what they want. The ultimate narcotic of the 21st century, attention. People looking at them. They're asking me questions. Therefore, I must be important. Wow. That's why most of these Career politicians signed up, signed up for this way of life, and they're just going for the ultimate prize. It does not matter; the issues don't matter. And speaking of flip floppers and Chris Christie, yeah, well, uh, well, we've already we, we, do we have to do we do we have to convince anybody else of Chris Christie? I mean, maybe we should do the show out of New Hampshire on on a really just before just before the primary and tell people bring New York, New Jersey, Connecticut up to New Hampshire and just let them know what we know about Chris Christie. What we know that the fake news will not report anymore about Chris Christie. You know, from berating from berating voters, calling people idiots, right? He's supposed to be decent, he's supposed to be better than Donald Trump in terms of civility to the whole bridgegate situation and oh by the way he is guilty. Absolutely guilty thuggish, thuggish, to endorsing Donald Trump, the first major uh, Republican to endorse Donald Trump in 2016, to helping him prepare for the debates in 2020. And then now he's the biggest Trump critic in the world. Where does that come from? That comes from political opportunism. That's that's all purely. I think we should actually think about that, or just maybe promoting the show up in New Hampshire just before whenever the hell they have the primary. The caucus is coming pretty soon in Iowa. And caucuses are are kind of strange. They, they, they um, oh, I don't know what they do. They kind of get together and they have little meetings about who they're going to vote for, and then they vote for them as a group. It's kind of strange, but nothing is weirder than uh, right now the situation in New York City. Night of the Living Dead, Day of the Living Dead. It is just a, it's a mess. I went by that famous uh, Watson Hotel on Fifty Seventh Street. And before I noticed the hotel, I noticed, wait, what the hell are all these people doing out here? Wait, it's it was Sunday night. It was kind of late. No, Thursday night, kind of late. And it looked like a bunch of zombies walking around. Uh, migrants here illegally from all over the world. And Ewick is in such a rush to give them all kinds of free stuff and begging the federal government to give him billions of dollars so he can give them all kinds of free stuff, freebies. You know... Eric, I watched a an entire press conference almost the whole thing, an hour, just you know every now and then I have to do this, and I was reminded, my god what a i mean truly what an idiot he is uh what a he's bad at government governance he's bad at politics, a total egomaniac, and you know you know there's this crazy the New York City police department <clears throat> um Oh, and where's the police commissioner, by the way? You heard about those two tourists from South America who were stabbed almost to death at Grand Central a few days ago, right? Some maniac stabs them. And you know what he said just before he uh, stabbed them? I hate white people. No more white people. I wonder where our maniac stabber would have gotten that idea, that that is something that uh, could be said or believed in or acted upon. Maybe if he watched 30 seconds of, of MSNBC or the fake news in general, let's see here. Um, people are like, okay, what's going on? Do you have anything to say about this? Here's Eric Adams on one of the most horrific stabbings in, uh, well, in the past month. We have him a lot, but this one was particularly bad. Right in the middle of Grand Central Station. And what does he have to say? Zero. Cut nine, please. Cut nine on my opening point if you have an update sir because i don't see any of your public safety officials here with you on the the high profile uh, Grand central incident do
0: you have an update on that yeah no no um the commissioner caban is going to give me a briefing um on that exactly what happened and anytime you have incidents in these high profile locations it sends the feeling of you know people don't feel safe and that's why we have to make sure we you know zero in make the arrest as soon as possible uh and make sure we get those repeated offenders off our streets
1: Talk about BS, huh? Just talk. <laughs> Eric seems to think that he can get away with this. I guess for that fake news coterie right there in front of him. And I watch them, too. They are they are the worst. Every single one of them. They're they're sucking up to him. They're weak. There's, there's hardly any follow-up. There's no cut the crap. And he can do this little performance. Now, what did he say there? We had two teenage girls, tourists from South America, with their mom and dad eating at a like a little uh, eatery, a bistro in Grand Central City, stabbed by a racist maniac who hated white people, right? I would call that, what do you call that? A hate crime. A hate crime of the first order. Can you imagine this happened under Giuliani or Bloomberg, right? Don't you think? Where's the police commissioner? And what is his name again? Caban? Cabana. 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 Where is that guy? What does he even look like? Well, I will be getting a briefing from uh, 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 sooner or later. Uh, it's not funny. It's actually, it's actually pretty sad. But as we go into 2024, I am full of optimism, determination that I wish to share with you when we come back.
0: Greg Kelly.
2: He's your numero
1: uno. This is The Greg Kelly Show. And later we'll review all the people who died in 2023. I know that's not the most, uh, whatever. It has to be done at the end of the year. You know, we lost a lot of old timers like, uh, hmm. Uh, Norman Lear, he was like 100 years old almost, and then we lose these uh, young people, uh, a lot of actors and actresses in their 20s, 30s, and lately I notice, I'm looking at People Magazine, they almost hardly ever have a word about the cause of death. It's just, I mean are these, um, I don't know, I mean it's like it's uh, Matthew Perry, we know it's drugs, 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 they talked about that right away, but I wonder, I wonder, And, uh, you know, we had a lot of people take a vaccine that wasn't particularly uh, understood and we were mandated to take it. And now we have uh, what seems to me, and I don't know if we have the numbers yet, an inordinate number of uh, young people uh, dropping dead. I wonder if it could have something to do with the vaccine. Just wondering, am I allowed to wonder? I think we are. It's still America. Uh, We will uh, go through that. Hey, I was watching... You know, Fox 5, where I used to work, has kind of gone crazy woke. I know a lot of the people there. I like the people, um, but they are woke, and they are just very representative of the of the media in general here, going nice and easy on Elwick Adams, this ludicrous state uh, settlement between the city and Black Lives Matter protesters in 2020. You know, the people who are breaking stuff and burning things down and running all over the place. <laughs> Each, they got a, a couple of thousand of them are getting about what nine hundred bucks or something like that. A thirteen million dollar settlement between the city and lawbreakers from the summer of twenty twenty. Listen to Fox Five's report here. Pretty much one sided, by the way, very one sided. Cut to... Well, New York City has agreed to pay more than 13 million dollars to settle a class action lawsuit brought by protesters who said police engaged in unlawful tactics during the George Floyd protests in 2020. If
2: approved by a judge, it would be one of the most expensive payouts ever awarded in a lawsuit over mass arrests. Fox News, Stephanie Bertini joins us live from Foley Square. And Stephanie, uh, how are protesters responding to this settlement? You know, overall, protesters and the attorneys representing them say this is about the way they were treated. Hey, stop.
1: What about the cops? You won't hear that in this piece, by the way. What about the cops? Keep going.
2: George Floyd, specifically how protesters were handled by the NYPD, the bedrock of the lawsuit filed in 2021 with video evidence to support it. It played out in New York City and across the country. Demonstrators outraged over the death of George Floyd, the man who died in Minneapolis after police officer Derek Chauvin, now behind bars, knelt on his neck during an arrest over allegations related to using a counterfeit bill. He didn't kneel on his neck. Racism and police brutality. These are some of the videos captured in the streets of New York City. Stop.
1: And what you saw in these videos is nothing conclusive. It's like pushing and shoving, right? They never tell you or show you what the what the protesters, what the, what the people did to antagonize the police, right? It just looks like, are we supposed to believe that the police just came upon peaceful protesters and started bashing heads? And started, not, not that anyone's bashing heads here. Doesn't work that way. But the fake news, wow, this is a doozy. And it has great big implications for you and me. And you know who doesn't even understand it? Who probably didn't even read, read the settlement? Elwick, Elwick Adams himself, who could have done something, but he didn't. And it reveals an awful lot. When I come back,
0: you're listening to the Greg Kelly Show.
1: So, uh, real quick on New Year's resolutions, I am off to a great start. Started early, uh, day one. Granted, I was thrown for a big-time loop. The plan is to wake up at 6.30 a.m. and exercise, exercise, do some sort of exercise in the morning. I really, once the day starts, I cannot do it at night. How many times? I had to look. There was like every time I pledged to work out after work it never, it never happened. It just is. It's impossible for me to do that. However, in the morning, at least I have a fighting chance, right? If, if I can get the heck out of uh, out of bed. Now, the cool thing is, I found uh, a couple of things. Here is the, you know, the iPhone has come a long way. You remember the old alarms? Some of them were pretty intense. Alarms in general have always been. Uh, 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 I mean, really terrible. Listen to this. Doesn't this sound awesome? Wait, it's gonna, it's gonna. Let me hear it. You it's gradual. Let's see here. They call it bird song. Uh-oh, where's my bird? One second. Um bird song. Come on. Well, anyway, it's a chirping bird and it sounds so nice. It really it oh, I guess I have to I have to set the alarm for it to go off. Is that it? It won't go off if I just press it. I got to set an alarm. Okay, I uh, went to bed at 10.45 at night, and I wake up at uh, one thirty five p.m. All right, one thirty five p.m. Actually, i make it one40 forty. It'll take us all by surprise. All right, That's a 15-hour and 10-minute rest. And in five minutes, we'll all hear my wonderful bird song. And um, the first thing, though... My wife says to me, come back to bed. <laughs> How's that for encouragement? Uh, I don't blame her. She's like, you have to, we're doing things tonight. You really should come back to bed. And I really, okay, she even gave me permission to come back to bed to blow off my little, my little workout thing. And then I thought, you know what? Comfort zone, comfort zone, comfort zone. The bed right there was my comfort zone. Getting out of your comfort zone. its the—it's. It can be very, very hard. We like comfort. I love comfort, warm, right? But if you want to change, if you want to grow, if you want to do anything, you got to endure a little bit of discomfort. And quite frankly, after I was out of bed, well, I sat on the couch for 15 minutes. And then once I got to the gym, I didn't really go crazy down there. But by the time I was there, I'm like, man, I'm so glad I did this. I have – I know they say you should only focus on like two or three things for New Year's resolutions, and uh, there's a million ways you can screw up New Year's resolutions, and you got to focus on one or two things, maybe three. I have come up with a list of about uh, 96 things that I want to change in my life, and I think, quite frankly, I'm going to do them all, and um, I'm just – I think I can do it. I really do. One of the other things is – got to drink water no and no more coke no more diet coke no more you know corporate big corporate food in my uh, uh, pantry or in my refrigerator i've already my wife is kind of on board with this already but why the hell do i want to eat fritos have you ever you seen the new frito ad you know like eating frito is some sort of a patriotic thing eating fritos is uh, in the tradition of cowboys literally they got this cowboy thing apparently fritos have been around since the 1800s and they pretend that cowboys used to eat Fritos, and if you want to get back to you know Western, the the old West, you should eat Fritos. Well, Fritos will make you um, will make you malnourished, <laughs> will make you uh, nutrition starved. It's uh, there's nothing good about Fritos, and nothing good about um, Frito Lay. I mean, they employ people, but they've gone so crazy woke. There is so much junk in our lives media lives, uh, diet-wise, everywhere. And I just look at my typical uh, grocery store cart, and if if yours is all good, look at somebody else's. Look at the – what does anybody need with tosti- tostitos? Tostitos, the big chip, right? Well, you need that to hold your uh, guacamole, right? You don't need guacamole. You don't need the big chip. I know. I, I like to eat that stuff. But I feel like we're going to um, – we're all going to be – called upon to do more this year. And I think we have to be ready. Body, mind, spirit. And I'm not going to mess around with junk food. I'm not I'm going to get my body in shape. You never know what the hell's going to happen. I want to be ready. And, you know, actually, I had this thought the other day on, um, on a plane. I don't think it's going to happen. I pray it doesn't happen. But imagine if uh, somebody tried to hijack a plane right would you be able to fight those hijackers like they did on flight 93 you know are you in that kind of shape and i'm not saying you have to be what you have to be in some decent shape right depending upon your age you should be in the best shape you can be for your age because you know i want to be able to i want to be able to help i want to be able to stop a hijacker i want to be able to stop a terrorist who whips out a an AK-47 in the middle of some crowd i I want to be able to – I don't want to have to run. I will run probably. That's going to be the strong impulse. I just want to be of maximum use, don't you? There's nothing wrong with that. All right, let me go back to this Channel 5 thing, this report on that crazy $13 million settlement for the protesters, for all the rioters, for all the people who set fires and uh, made our lives miserable in the summer of 2020 because George Floyd died of a drug overdose which he did by the way he was not he was not suffocated to death he, they did not um strangle him it's all fake news and more than fake news powerful cultural a fake narrative forced and by the way if you dare question it watch out and i've already gotten some incoming for questioning that narrative if you have any doubts please watch the film fall of minneapolis go to fallofminneapolis.com they beautifully kind of synthesized all the concerns I had about that case. But they put it all in one place, fallofminneapolis.com. You can still watch that movie for free. All right, let's go back. Again, the protesters, 2020, about a 1,000 of them just got $13 million that they're going to have to split among themselves, which is actually not small. I think it's $9,000 that they get each for having all that fun and ripping off Macy's and (laughs) keep going is, we
2: believe, the largest settlement in terms of amount of money to people impacted for protesters ever in this country. Announced today in Foley Square, a place where several New York City protests played out after Floyd's 2020 murder. The NYPD has reached a $13 million settlement with more than 1,300 protesters who say they were mistreated during the protests. As part of the agreement, the NYPD and the city do not have to admit any wrongdoing. These folks, just like thousands and thousands and thousands of others, took to the streets to protest policemen violence and they were met with more police violence. Attorneys with the National Lawyers Guild, which represented the plaintiffs in New York, accused the NYPD of depriving protesters of their First Amendment rights. Announced today, the lawyers submitted the settlement papers to a judge for approval. According to the terms, New York City will pay 9950 each to approximately 1,380 protesters. This woman says she was one of those protesters.
0: I am still triggered seeing police and under this administration, there is an enormous, unnecessary amount of stop.
1: Being- she says she's triggered. She's tr- she's still triggered when she when she sees police. They met with violence. Met with violence. You know, you take over a street. You uh, you break windows. You uh, rage around, creating chaos. This is what we. You know, the police are actually allowed allowed to use force. I watched lots and lots of video. I have not seen excessive force. I did not see it in 2020. I didn't. I saw a lot of excessive force against them. Keep going, Channel 5, as you wrap it up.
2: attorneys say the video evidence ultimately strengthened the case and contributed to the settlement, which, again, is just waiting for that judge's approval.
1: Oh, you don't have the Okay. Well, and after that, they say, well, thank you very much. Thank you for that report. Next, please, I'd like to hear from the cops. Uh, we didn't get that perspective in that one. Now Natasha Verma is the anchor, and she's pretty good. Maybe they, maybe it was the next uh, after the commercial break. They got the police perspective. I could not find it. Um, but in that little that, that report, you got to admit was very, very one sided. So the city did sign this agreement. The city, and guess guess who is actually in charge of the law department of New York City? Guess who's a uh, well? Who's running New York City? Eric Adams. That's him. Eric, he could have, he could have uh, said that this thing was, no, get lost. I'm not signing it. He signed it. He absolutely signed the damn thing. And here he is talking about all the horrible things that will happen as a result of the settlement that he approved. Yep. Told you this guy was an idiot. Cut 11. What do you think of the new protesting system the NYPD is operating under?
0: I'm glad you asked that question. Uh, because that is what I keep saying about the two schools of thoughts and the byproduct of some of the changes that we've made. I did not agree of uh, the concept of those changes. You know, I pushed back hard, uh, and we're going to start to see the byproduct of those changes that were uh, negotiated to judge basically, uh, you know, said, y'all need to come to an agreement. I don't believe that people should be able to just take over our streets and march in our streets. I don't believe people should be able to take over, take over our bridges. Uh, I just don't believe you could run a city this complex where people could just, you know, just do whatever they want. And uh, those, the decision that came out of that agreement, I thought it put us on a very uh, troubling direction. And now you're seeing it. You see, you know, a thousand people go to Grand Central Station and decide that they want to just close down Grand Central Station or they want to sit in the street in front of uh, Times Square. We're seeing a byproduct of this.
1: Now, actually, we've been seeing it for a long time before this settlement was even signed. This is how actually New York is now governed. It's not governed. De Blasio started it with giving up streets, giving up bridges. He continued it. He absolutely continued it. But now he's actually in public. He's being called out on it. And what does he do? He complains about the decision that his city actually ratified that will dictate a hands-off approach for police when uh, when riots and big protests happen. You cannot, uh, you cannot arrest more than three people or something. There are all kinds of weird. And police are going to just they, – they're not going to be able to contend with this. It will be too onerous, and you know what he could have done. You know what an effective mayor would have done. He would have, he would have said, "Screw you, we're not, we're not agreeing to this." Did you hear what he said? The judge said, "We have to." The judge said, "We have to." Y'all have to come to an agreement. Well, only if the agree, only if you agree. The judge, judge. Since when does the judicial branch order the executive branch around? I mean, in terms of this is not a this was not a ruling. A jury a – ju- this is a, a – I think they call it a consent decree. Now listen to this part. This is where – he. this is where – this is the confirmation part that Eric is personality conflicted. <laughs> He's got – is he a little schizophrenic or something, but – and he doesn't have a clue about his power and how it should be wielded. Cut 12. If you had such issues with the settlement terms, why did the city enter the settlement? Why not just fight it and, and keep the lawsuit going?
0: Um, the, the, the signals we got was, uh, they were telling us that we could have had a worse outcome if we didn't come to some type of settlement. That was the signals. When I, as soon as I read the, the settlement, I said, this is a problem. This is a problem. And, you know, you have to go by the advice of your attorneys, you know, but uh, as soon as I read it, anyone who policed this city. Uh, should be concerned about what 's in the settlement
1: you don 't have to go by the advice of your lawyers if you 're a leader if you 're a leader and Eric Adams is no leader he also doesn 't have a law degree, which it comes in handy actually when you're when you're um, when you 're a mayor I think like half of half of New York City mayors had law degrees. My father has a law degree when he was at the NYPD he was telling lawyers all the time you 're wrong I disagree lawyers disagree all the time. Did you hear that? I had to go along with the lawyers. And go into this crazy agreement. No, you could have fought it. Just like my father and uh, Mike Bloomberg fought Judge Shira Shinland when she ruled stop and frisk is partially unconstitutional or unconstitutionally uh, just a crazy, crazy decision. And you know what they said? Screw you. We're we're appealing this. They never even entered into an agreement before that because they they weren't going to get a fair shake. So they... They contested it in court. Eric didn't even go that far. And, and then my father and Bloomberg, uh, they actually appealed the decision, and guess what? They won. <laughs> they were winning. The whole thing was stayed. I know this gets a little bit in the weeds, but you heard what Eric said there. Well, the lawyers said, uh, not good at politics, not good at governing, no leadership ability, Zero. What a um, well, then again, I mean, we all know this about Eric, right? Cut 14. Cut 14. Mr. Mayor, we've come to the end of what was a very eventful 2023, right? (laughs) So when you look at the totality of the year, if you had to describe it and it's tough to do in one word, what would that word be? And tell me why.
0: Uh, New York. Uh, This is a place where every day you wake up, uh, you could experience everything from a plane crashing into our trade center to a a person who's celebrating a new business that's open.
1: (laughs) I mean, come on, right? Can we recall somebody or impeach somebody for being an idiot? All right. I think we got a great case. Be right back.
0: Greg Kelly. listening to the greg kelly show
1: Oh shoot 10 seconds ago i just saw it lance kerwin died lance kerwin k-e-r-w-i-n now i know who the hell is lance kerwin well he was a good guy great actor he was in this show called james at 15 and then they changed it to james at 16 like an adolescent kid growing up and um it was a very interesting show i uh late 70s i think and uh, he played James, who had it all going on. James Kerwin, I thought uh, he can't be more than 60 years old. A lot of younger people, a lot of younger people are dying. It's uh, mm. 60, you know, yeah, 62. Yep, um, 62. Damn, Walter Cunningham died too? Oh, I knew that. Tina Turner, I knew that. Walter Cunningham was an astronaut, one of the few who went all the way to the moon. He didn't walk on the moon, but he he uh, orbited it a couple of times. Uh, we'll go through all the uh, people we lost, not all of them, but the luminaries. Lance Kerwin, dead at the age of 62. Billy Joel's song, um, Just the Way You Are, they premiered it on that show. They actually premiered it on that show somehow. I think it was on the... And he was really in love with some Swedish girl. And it was very provocative, you know, a little bit uh, risque uh, for that uh, time. All right. Hey, I'm sorry. Hey, we got a new policy. I just got a memo here. Callers, you can only call once every 10 days, okay, once every 10 days. So basically once every two weeks. No more everyday phone calls, Adam, all right? So I won't be hearing from you for a couple of weeks. You know, Adam, I heard you on the Anthony Weiner show. You're one of those guys who calls all the radio shows. And, you know, with him, you keep up with this miniola. Um, charade that you're from Mineola. I know you're from Hempstead but you tell him you're from Mineola I find it very suspicious and irksome. How are you?
0: But I mean, Barbara and Susan won't be able to call every day neither,
1: huh? Oh, we'll we'll issue waivers. I'll issue waivers. But it strictly applies to you, Adam. It strictly applies to you. Unless unless I'm persuaded to issue you a waiver. And right now, with your record of mendacity and uh, deception, I just don't think one's in the offing right now. You, Adam, from Westbury, from uh, Baldwin, and now you're from uh, Hempstead. Well, anyway, what's up?
0: Well, I just wanted to talk about the police, you know, with the that paying that uh those protesters got paid. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, what about the police, January sixth, sir?
1: What about what? Oh, what? What? What about what? 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 What is that? What? What about what? You hey, go, you know, I would think go. that a guy like you would be anti-cop, but you're. I I just had my, you know, given, all right, so what do you say about January 6th? What's the, what's the thing? Well, I mean, you know, the January, wait, do you mean the January Sixers deserve payment? You know what? You might have a point there. A lot of them probably deserve payment for how they were treated. A lot of money from the government. A lot of money. Is that what you mean?
0: Well, the guys that didn't get convicted of felonies, that's not in prison. I have pending cases. Maybe that's possible you know
1: All right. Anything else
0: going on? Happy New Year. I didn't see you at the uh, airport, so you must have flew out of somewhere else.
1: I <laughs> Adam is uh one of the great drivers of those uh, shuttle buses at the uh at JFK and uh no, I drove. I drove to my destination. Haven't done a a, a what do you call it, a road trip in a long time. Man, it's scary out there. I haven't been on uh, the New Jersey Turnpike in a long time. Those damn tractor trailers, I mean, they're great. Uh, We love the truckers. I was driving very conservatively, like, you know, literally the speed limit or slightly below. None of these, I'm not going to do this 80 miles per hour because everybody else is going 80. I spent spent most of my time in the slow lane, and that's fine. I've got two kids in the car. And um, one of them, oh, by the way is going to get the baby seat if she doesn't uh, stay seated. She kept on taking over her seatbelt and standing up. Thank you, Adam. I'll talk to you in uh, two weeks, okay, uh, to be continued.
0: Traffic jams, tailgating, pile-ups.
2: Ugh, oh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right.